Hi everybody and welcome back to part three of It's All About You on Let's Be Honest, the hospitality podcast about people. Now, we ended part two talking about the new school of people coming into our industry. You remember, the rock stars. So as promised, we are now going to go old school. And as Guy Ritchie says in one of his movies, guess which one for five points, there is no school like the old school, and I'm the fucking headmaster. Welcome to Let's Be Honest, you slag. Now, before we start and anybody starts throwing a king-size wobble, in Guy Ritchie's world, a slag is a contemptible person. Not the other thing that you may think I've been thinking. I wouldn't do that. Oh, and the movie, by the way, was Rock and Roller. Also, that last slightly cocky opening statement suggesting that I'm the headmaster, I actually wasn't talking about myself. This is who I'm talking about. And in my opinion, this is how it's done. So would you please be upstanding for the headmaster? Let's call him Ross. Why? Well, that's because that's his name. I also know he won't mind me using him as a case study. <laughs> I hope he doesn't mind anyway. I really can't remember the actual date, so I'm going to say maybe 20 years ago. Yes, bars did exist before Beyonce. I was part owner of a couple of bars in London, and we needed a manager to run one of them. So we employed this rather loud and full of himself Scottish guy. He didn't mean to be that way. He was just young. You've heard the phrase straight out of Compton. Well, he was straight out of Scotland, which I know is similar. I don't know. I've never been to either place. He was almost certainly from a small town with a population of 50, two cows, a haggis and a salmon called Hamish. But now he was in the big city and he was up for it. My God, was he up for it. To cut a long story short, I would say that over a period of about a year, Ross and myself had a, a bunch of ups and downs. He was quite annoying. But then again, so was I. And to be honest, he would have been justified if he'd taken a pop at me. I was my own special flavour of idiot. You see, he was young and new to management. And I was young-ish and new to being an owner. What's that word I'm searching for? You know, when you get above yourself a little bit. Ego, that's the word, ego. Especially me, to be fair. By the way, that word ego, it's going to surface many, many times during these episodes. Now, this guy, he did something that I've never seen before and never seen since, to be honest. He got to a point where he'd had enough, probably, probably of me. So he left his manager's job at the bar that came with accommodation, I might add, a very big deal in London. He then took a job as a barback. That's manager to barback. Have you ever seen anybody do that? I thought, well, what an idiot. That just shows his level. <laughs> Could I have been more wrong? By the way, can you imagine anybody doing that today? Manager to barback. No, me neither. Not by choice, anyway. Right then. Sit up. Sit up straight, everybody. The headmaster is now in the house. When Ross 
was a barback in this very reputable cocktail bar in Soho, London. He got down and dirty. One may say he studied to gain his ology, if you think back to previous episodes. Anyway, he worked his way up and he learned 100 cocktails off by heart. And I do mean off by heart. Good cocktails as well. Then he took a shot. He moved to Arizona, where he was almost certainly the palest person in the desert. They probably thought he was a ghost, where he scrimped, saved and begged. And now, a good few years on, he is a very, very well-respected and owner of two incredibly successful and multi-award-winning cocktail bars. Who's the idiot now, right? (laughs) Well played, that wee Scottish boy, or should I say man, because he certainly manned the fuck up. That was so worthy of a swear word. My respect and admiration for this loud, cheesy Scottish idiot is unparalleled, and we still speak to this day. I will also try and get him hooked up on a future episode. I think it would be fun, and I think we would all learn something. So look out for that one. I haven't asked him yet, but we'll see. I really hope that some of you are reading between the lines on this episode. I also hope that some of you have stories like this. If you do, share them. Inspire people. If you don't, yet, take note and be inspired. There are lessons all around you. How open your eyes and ears are will largely depend on how much you think you know. I, as I'm sure the headmaster will agree... Our eyes and ears are open, always. Mainly because we both know, every day, that we really know nothing. You may well listen to people like me and think, what do you know, old man? The industry's changed. Get with it. Fair enough. (laughs) But just because I'm old, it doesn't mean to say I'm wrong. Where is it written that you become more wrong the older you get? It seems to be a thing. Am I right? You're not wrong. I am so determined to get that shit catchphrase in. So, allegedly, the industry has changed. Has it really, though? I would love someone to explain that to me one day. Because for me, a cocktail, a dish, or a coffee still has to taste good. Service should always be with a smile. And we should all try and help one another. As as we've said many times before, are all in this together. So tell me again, how has it changed? I'm just wondering what I'm missing. I know you could get technical with me about products, but I'm talking about the fundamental basics of the hospitality industry. I have a question. Would you be prepared to do anything like what my Scottish friend did? I'm all for the bartender or any hospitality individual getting all the accolades that they deserve, if they deserve them. Where I'm going with this is there will always be a new breed of people coming through. So we have to champion these people. They are the future of the industry. Doesn't matter what arm of the industry they're in, but they can't make up their own rules. Some of them act like they are reinventing the wheel or they've discovered the fucking moon. So if that's you, there's a history here. There is a tradition Try and respect that. If you are one of the new breed, or even if you are somebody training the new generation, it's not just about making drinks. 
It's called the service industry for a fucking reason. I'm really, really sorry to swear again. I've got to put a, put a lid on that. In previous episodes, we have looked up the definition of hospitality in the dictionary. Do it again. Maybe a venue should have the dictionary definition of hospitality above the staff room door so it's witnessed by all the staff that walk out for their shift. Sounds stupid, yeah, maybe, whatever. Bit like Liverpool Football Club, which pains me to reference them, by the way. They have, in the tunnel, just before they walk out on the pitch, a sign that says, you'll never walk alone, which, for the uneducated or people that don't give a shit, is the club motto. I'm sure that when players see that sign, they are inspired and they realise that there is a tradition and that they are part of something much bigger than themselves. It's not just about the individual, which I realise contradicts the title of this piece. Besides, when all you aspiring entrepreneurs, love that word, get your own bar, get your own venue, trust me, you are not going to be able to survive on your looks and your drink-making ability alone. It won't be enough. Again, that I can guarantee. You will need to learn the basics and wade through some serious sewers of shite just to come out the other side. Just like in the army, as we've mentioned before, the individuals that make the best generals and the ones that are most likely to survive are the ones that went through the ranks and that were in the trenches when it all got a little bit dirty. I mean, look at what's been happening in the world over the last few years. The hospitality world has been battered and the people that have survived, the ones that are still with us, are the ones that have gone through it. The generals. The ones that got dirty. The ones that learnt the basics, that didn't walk away when it all got a little bit lively. Look, going back to you, I personally don't give a monkey's left testicle what you call yourself. You can call yourself master of the cocktail universe of tasty beverages if it makes you fucking happy. But if you are the master of the cocktail universe, whether you are king barista, waiter extraordinaire or hotelier to the stars, live up to your name, especially if it's self-proclaimed. If it was me, I would much prefer to be humble and let other people figure out that I was awesome. It's, um, it's not so cool a look when you are a self-proclaimed anything. I'm sure Marlon Brando or DiCaprio never said that they were the world's greatest actors themselves. Or with Einstein, I'm sure he never said he was a, a legend or the world's greatest rock star physicist. No, that was for other people to say. And I think it worked out pretty well for all. What I don't like, and I don't think has any place in the industry, is the I'm better than you attitude, whether it's colleague to colleague or staff member to customer. Let me give you a little example of service and attitude. Of course, there are thousands, but I have to pick one. My wife and myself are sitting by the bar. Um, it's a, a restaurant in Melbourne, down by the water. Very nice, lovely place, great views. No names, as always, just to protect the far from innocent. Oh, and by the way, the next few incidents, for what it's worth, are my biggest fucking hates in the industry. And, and I've got a lot of them. Now, main reason? Because the person creating the crime, and it is a crime, should know better. So, sitting by the bar, 
My wife wanted an old-fashioned. She asked the bartender what he suggested. By the way, I'd gone to the toilet at this point, so I didn't really know what was happening. It was only a number one, so I was relatively quick. Mr. Bartender suggested a Ron Zacapa, old-fashioned. Nice suggestion, I hear you say. But would you agree that he should have mentioned that said cocktail was $50? That's a lot, right? Now, I don't mind getting my wallet out, and I know a good drop when I see it. And I am very aware what things cost. But I have a big problem with this. Let me ask you, what do you think about this situation? Do you think it's okay what he did? Because not everybody knows the price of things. And would you have done the same? Because whatever your answer is, I think says a lot about you. Firstly, for me, Mr. Bartender, you are there to serve. I have no intention in going deep into the the deal regarding the meaning of to serve. I'll let you figure that one out yourself. If you can't, then you are 100% in the wrong industry. I will say one thing, though. You are 100% here for the customer. No other reason. Period. Black and white. The customer is not there to fuel your ego. If anything, it should be the other way around. Did you get that? It's your job to pamper the customer's ego, not the other way around. Now, if you are upset that you are in hospitality, don't be in fucking hospitality. It's that fucking simple. Now, this dude looked like a bartender. The tattoos, the beard, the cool hair, the looks. He looked the part and clearly knew about drinks. Clearly, he thought that was enough. And it has or has opened doors for him. Clearly, no question. Trust me, I'm not taking the piss out of the way he looked. On the contrary, he looked great. I wish I was him. On the outside, at least. Ever heard that saying, big fish, little pond? Well, this was it. No question. He ruled that space. And when I say ruled, I mean, it's like King Joffrey can rule. So not a good one. Anyway, if a customer says, what do you recommend? You look at that person in front of you. In an instant, you should be taking everything into account. Male, female, time of day, what they're wearing, who they're with, the weather, for God's sake. I actually can't be asked listing anything else. And yes, you make that educated guess in about 10 seconds. Why? Because that's part of your job. That's how you serve. If I was being slightly facetious, I might say it's part of being a rock star. As we have touched on, I do think that the modern-day bartender thinks that bartending is just about making drinks. Bless. That's hilarious. (laughs) That's going to upset some people. Uh, I don't mean to. Look, that's the problem with some of these bar courses today. You'll have a teacher that's been, let's say, a bartender for two years, done some research, and then we'll give you the history of a Negroni or what a Gibson Martini is. Not that any fucker drinks it anymore, but he or she is trying to appear knowledgeable. I had a boss that did this once. He tried to give us the history of Grappa, of all things, before we went out on shift. Now, unless you are an Italian restaurant, who gives a shit? He just wanted to look clued up. It had no relevance to what we were doing. I don't think I even sold one. What the teacher, trainers, won't do, because they either don't know how to or they don't think it's important, 
is teach you how to deal with a drunk or what customer service really is. More importantly, how to respect the industry that you are entering. Now, I'm not saying that you are going to get your assessment of what a customer should drink every time. That's impossible. It's it's more often than not just an educated guess and something that you will get better at over time, throwing all the factors into the mix. If it's cold, you may suggest red rather than white wine. If the afternoon, uh, an Aperol spritz. Uh, I would think that would be more appropriate than maybe, I don't know, an espresso martini, which would usually be drunk in the evening. Not every time, of course. If the lady is wearing an evening dress and the gent a dinner suit, maybe a martini over a VB. You get my drift. Also, if someone says, what do you recommend, and you get it wrong, it's not really your fault. But you should ask questions and make observations to come to an educated conclusion. Again, it should be all part of the service. Oh, and don't be one of those waiters or bartenders that knows grape varieties or the whiskey was matured in a bourbon barrel, etc., etc. I mean, that is all fine and dandy, don't get me wrong, but you still have to listen to the customer. Give them what they want, not what you want to give them. There's a big fucking difference there. I was out the other night at a very cool place, sitting by the bar. Um, I first ordered a cocktail. Fair enough, I like a cocktail but it was poor. So then, to go with my pastor, I said to the bartender, um, tell you what, uh, let's have a red. I don't care what it is, just give me a glass of something juicy, big, chewy and heavy. He then proceeded to spout off some fucking fruity grape nonsense, then gave me this thin, earthy shite. I don't know what the fuck he was thinking. So, be knowledgeable. That's fantastic. But fucking listen, you are there for the customer. Christ, how many times do I say that? I'm even boring myself now. I really am. God knows what you're going through. If that last paragraph makes me sound like a bit of a wanker, I don't give a shit. When we're all out eating and drinking, we are all elected representatives of the people. Now, that line really Made me sound like a wanker, to be fair. But, again, eh, you know, I don't give a shit. I'm not saying I don't care what you think. I do. I've said that many times. But I still have to say what I believe. Another important skill for a bartender that I think is hugely important is tact. Now, we're not going to go deep on all of that. Not today, anyway. I just wanted to touch on it just a little bit. When you are working, and especially dealing with customers... There are many ways to develop this essential skill, and it's something that most definitely comes with experience, and dare I say, age. Why don't you just watch the more experienced staff, observe how they do things, and then trying to develop your own style. You know, maybe read a book or two on the subject. However, as we all know, there is absolutely no substitute for doing. You know, you might get a few wrong, but as long as you learn as you go, then you'll be fine. One important thing, yet painfully obvious, is every customer is different. So be prepared to vary your pitch and style. Just please don't be a robot. Customers will know if you are just reading from that same script in your head. A good example of this is uh, a guy I used to work for. He was in charge-ish, and which means he should have known better. This was... 
I don't know, 2019. And people would come to the bar. Didn't matter what time of the day it was, what age, whatever the customer was, male, female, pet monkey, he did not discriminate between anybody. Customer, what do you recommend? Staff member, oh, you should have a blah, blah, blah. I don't really want to say what the name of the drink was because (laughs) you'll know it's about him. He would suggest the same cocktail every fucking time. Why? Because it was his favourite and he liked making it. It was a pretty cool drink. It didn't matter what was standing in front of him. It was about him. Something I think that we see far too often. So people would take the recommendation from this good-looking bartender and nine out of ten times, they would leave the drink and not finish it. Reason? Well, it was the strongest out of 50 cocktails on the list. This drink could blow the balls off a concrete elephant. Also, the most expensive on the list, I might add. And where I agree that some owners or managers would like to sell from the price angle, I wasn't one of them. Don't make it about you. You are there for them. Whoever them are, is, are. Is it them, is, are? So many different variations these days. Anyway, in our examples of the two bartenders doing what they wanted, the end result would have been the same. The customer left unhappy and will probably never return. The point? Always the point. He, she, they were making it for themselves, for their own bartending hospitality ego. So ask yourself, who are you making the cocktail, the coffee, etc., etc. for? The customer or yourself? Is it for the customer or is it all about you? Oh, that got a little uh, a little bit heavy and fruity in parts there, didn't it? Sorry about that. But hey, as always, it's all from a place of love and niceness. It really is. Even though I do get a bit sweary sometimes. It's a problem I've got. I'm sorry. So, if you enjoy the episodes and like what we do, please leave a review, whatever you can leave a review. Or you could possibly just throw me an email and I'll compile whatever you've said, uh, the good or the bad. Uh, as always, chat at wiseoldman.club. Besides, I will probably do an episode in the future surrounding reviews and what you are saying. But don't fear, I won't just read out the good ones, if I get any, that is. Besides, I'm not that kind of guy. I want to hear what everybody's got to say, and I'll get it out there. So, I look forward to you joining me for the next episode. But in the meantime, let's always be honest. And just because you are that person, go and do one nice thing for somebody in the next hour. Bet it puts a little spring in your step. Catch up soon. Bye for now.